so uh, the, the recording is on, so. Uh, I just got your message. Probably on your way with my luck. Yeah. Like when I was saying, like, hey, are you on your way? And then I was, I was telling Edgar, like, I'm pretty sure as soon as they sent that, it was probably, like, she's probably already on her way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was walking into his door. It was so funny because I, like, threw the door open and then I knocked. <laughs> the ding dong. Oh my god! Yeah, she just kicked it down. I was raised in a barn, though, so that's why I I have that excuse. A lot of people are like, "Whoa, are you raised in a barn?" But I actually was. You insensitive was bastard! Literally raised in a barn. So, hey, can the picture for this show be Robin in his band uniform? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, no, I gotta. Uh oh. Can we take a picture of that and that photo? Can that just be like it? The thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, that's the thumbnail. That's the thumbnail. That. Is that today we talk about the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that would be great! Like you have the Grand Slam logo on mini on the front, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Why is there? Why is the thumbnail?" the logo but a picture of robin in his marching band uniform what's going on even on spotify it's like what the hell's going on until you see this part of the video and you're like oh okay <laughs> that makes a lot yeah, of sense yeah. now let's see but which marching band picture are you talking about <laughs> did, you not, did you not just see it we just showed it to you we just showed it to you i put it on the camera Oh, you had it on the Discord. Oh, your cam. Oh, yeah. there we go. I didn't notice your camera was on. I'm looking at my OBS stuff. Oh, look, look, wait, keep holding it there. Look, now he's being done up the butt. Oh my like god! Like with my finger. Do you see that? You said no, Robin. You have to, to let me go up here. Phone call. Look at that. Look at that. Can we use that? Great. God damn it. No, I, I think that would I be funny. I feel like I'm making art. Yes. All right. <laughs> just yeah. Just send a picture uh-huh. of your of your marching band thing, and I'll put as thumbnail. <laughs> I'll send it later. Nice. Uh, let's start. Okay. Let's begin the show. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> everybody um welcome uh to another grand slam mini episode but you know it's not our uh you know our usual mini show it's um more of a event that happened recently but of course i'm not going to do this uh episode alone i have with me my my uh my good uh other co-host mr rob machuka and since you know will uh is going back to the uh to that strike so that we could get that Warther's original uh um, oh yeah uh, sponsorship you know we're still I trying to keep, 
So everyone, give a give a, a give a salute to Will. He is he's the backbone of that. So we could get that sponsorship with Werther's. So in the meantime, we do have a special guest. We've had her here before, especially on a lot of our other mini episodes. Here, it's just, it's the lovely Lori. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, we're happy to have you here today, Lori. Thank you. I just wanted to come in with like a little bit more like grander, grandiose than usual because of the topic for today, which is of course the uh, Oscars. So yes, I just wanted to be more formal about my entrance. <laughs> that is correct. Today, uh, as she did just say, we are talking about the uh, this year's Oscar award show, the Oscars, the Academy Awards that happened today, and we're going to discuss what happens because today's. <laughs> This year's they happened like a couple like happened a month ago. <laughs> uh, that is true. Uh, they did. But Edgar's like a- been in a coma, and so he just got out of it today <laughs> and finally watched the Oscars. Yes. So now we will review. Yeah, yes. Guys thought, like Edgar was just talking within his coma when we were doing the live show on Friday. Mm-hmm. For- <laughs> it was an app. It was an app that we downloaded for people who are actually in comas. <laughs> So that way they could read their subconscious thoughts so we could still, you know, they could still have functioning lives. You know, technology has gone so many places. It was like the it was like, as you say, it was like the very first um, mind reading uh, uh, technology they used on me on that episode. I wasn't really there on that episode. It was just like my my mental, my my um, my uh, soul. The program. Yeah, the program's designed to react the way it would think Robin, uh, the, it would think Edgar would react if he were here based on previous episodes he had recorded and opinions that it held. It put it into a database and was able to just kind of predict his opinions on everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was, I was, I was, and while that was happening, I was just in a coma. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. <laughs> this bit has gone on too long. <laughs> I really believe him that he was in a coma. <laughs> oh, Robin, my life has gone on too long. I was supposed to be dead two years ago. I was supposed. I don't to want be, to talk about it. <laughs> I was supposed to be dead fifty years ago, Robin. But I came back oh, alive. <laughs> Hang on. Nature finds right. a way. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Robin, get a bit. Speaking of Jurassic Park, the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. I haven't eaten today. All I've had is energy drinks. (laughs) It's a new diet. (laughs) Like a cleanse. (laughs) Or like an anti cleanse. Yeah, I was about to say it's more than Now we're just putting class. garbage into my body. <laughs> Straight garbage. Oh my god. Uh, so, so the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. Also, Robin, if you don't mind, get a bit close get the mic a bit closer to you. Because you sound like it's if you're not, like It's not you, it's me. I'm loud, so I'm making you sound quieter. Is this good? Hang on, wait, let's try it's because Robin <laughs> Let me try this. Is this good? Because it sounded like you were like five feet away. Try it from outside. 
Now I'm going to go lock him out. <laughs> Isn't this good? <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh Ka- <laughs> okay no, we're ready we're ready move the mic then hold on we ready there we go there we go but yes we um we're talking about this year's oscars and you know uh, we took a while because we, you know, we had stuff to do. We got to finish a lot of stuff. I had finals and, you know, we wanted to like, you know, think about this for a while, like give our overall thoughts of what, what happened on this show. And um, I um, uh, I want to give it to you guys, uh, to Lori, uh, since she's our guest today. What is your overall thoughts of what did you overall think of this year's Academy Awards? <sighs> Well, I'm glad that I'm being asked now a little time after the Academy Awards. So that way I can give a more um, subdued and more thoughtful reply to that. My opinion is the same, but my response to that is much more um, clarified. I did not like uh, it was not my favorite Oscars. Uh, it wasn't my least favorite. I mean, we had some doozies there in the seventies and the eighties. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was not my favorite Oscars by far. Uh, I almost took offense to it in a way, not offense, but I was just like, Oh, like I understand a lot of the controversy and I, behind the Oscars in the previous years. We haven't had a lot of diversity, which I think needed to happen. Uh, We have, you know, lived in a very old Hollywood sort of way. It was the last one to kind of catch up. But at the same time, there is a respected, there is a respectedness about the Oscars. There is a pomp and circumstance about it. There's a legacy that it does uphold. And it, no matter how it's changed over the years, it there's a respect and an honor that it comes with. And I feel like this year's Oscars was almost an anti Oscars. I feel like uh, if they wanted to change it up, they did. They took it, they, they shook it up, they flipped it upside down and put it on its head. And they really called it out for years past. Maybe it was something that needed to happen. You know, I I understand over the years, you know, uh, a lot of people, women, uh, minorities, uh, people with disabilities, all sorts of things, you know, with the Oscars, people have felt left out from it. Um, So maybe it was something that needed to happen, but I don't. I never thought I had seen an Oscars where they were going through the audience with a DJ doing trivia about mistakes that happened in the past or what they believe to be mistakes, you know, songs not recognized. And it seemed like it was just taking one jab after another at the Oscars, you know, uh, almost like an Oscars roast, you know, a roast of the Oscars. There were some highlights of the Oscars. Of course, I did like uh, a lot of the musical performances. Uh, I thought hers performance was probably one of the highlights of the entire show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but then there was just a lot that I didn't either. Uh, I thought it was very, um, like I said, uh, I think to diminish what the Oscars were, I think to, it, I don't think it helped anything. I don't think it sat there and said, oh my goodness, they, you know, yes, it took us a long time, you know, to get this diverse within the Oscars. 
So now we're going to really put it out there. Now we're going to really put it in your faces. Oh, the Oscar because of this and this and this. I'm sorry. I just didn't agree with all those opinions. I think that the Oscars had purple rain. Absolutely. It missed the mark on that. Not winning best original song. That one was a phenomenal song, but do I think the butt should have won for best original song? You know, the year that it came out. No, (laughs) I don't, you know, uh, but they were citing all these songs and just saying, oh, it's because, you know, it was by a black artist and that's why they didn't win. No, some of them just weren't the best song of that year. And it didn't always have to be that, but they built it up. And not only, you know, did the Academy, I don't, I don't even specifically or especially know why the Academy decided to go down that route, even to the point of them. I was very against them putting uh, best picture on you know, three from the end. Best Picture is always the last award that's announced. I was very against that. I just felt that all all pomp and circumstance, everything that Oscars was got thrown out the window. And I think that it 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 brought down, it diminished what getting an Oscar was. That's how strongly I feel about how I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I and, and I didn't buy the whole Glenn Close thing, you know, doing the butt at the Oscars. I'm sorry. I just I I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel. And I but feel- overall, oh, go ahead, Edgar. Uh, I was just, I was just gonna say because I'm like, I feel like that's what everyone was feeling overall with this year's show. Like it was, I feel like it was the most like kind of like mixed reviewed out of everything because there were um after the show, like after the Oscars aired, there were um analytics that came out and it showed um the viewership of the Oscars through the years. And this year's they did uh, they did record that this year's Oscars were the lowest viewed out of every uh, Oscar. Like, yeah, like it dropped from like yeah, twenty I, million to nine million people yeah. watching it. I actually but found the like, yeah because I actually have the I I just found the analytics while it was going on. So in twenty eighteen, uh, twenty six point five million viewers were watching it. In twenty nineteen, twenty nine point six million. And then in 2020 was 23.6 million. And then this year's Oscars did, it went from 23.6 million to this year being 9.8 million. So it yeah. dropped drastically. And one of the things that I, I saw people online, like even respond to it. And I, I hundred percent agree. I felt like this, because it, it, the Oscars are always hosts on ABC and ABC is owned by Disney. So my thought was, why didn't they live stream the Oscars on Disney Plus or HBO? Or, I mean, HBO on Disney Plus or um, Hulu, since Disney also has rights to the Hulu, to Hulu or own Hulu. So I felt like it could have been a smart way so you could have more viewerships since a lot of people okay. don't really watch on cable. They watch through streaming services. And it would have been smart if they had a live stream of it on Disney Plus or on Hulu. They would have they wouldn't have this like lower viewerships. There's also that, di- like, the viewership difference in, like, why are more and more people watching the Game Awards than they are watching the Oscars? Yeah. like, the numbers are completely opposite from each other, where mm-hmm. the, the number of people watching the Game Awards is rising, and in the Oscars, it's going down. So, and I think it also has to do with just how they're, how the awards are shown, too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all like, like I, I don't I don't know how the game awards are able to do it and keep getting more and more viewers and a lot yeah. of it has to do because it's all it's always on on YouTube yeah when they when they have when they live stream it 
So yeah. everybody around the world can see it easy. In, yeah. in an easier fashion. And that's one of the that's one of the big things that they've done since you can stream it on somewhere that's free, everyone goes there and watches it. And that's kind of with and a lot of people nowadays, like a lot of us, I don't really watch cable television. I usually watch uh shows that are on like streaming services because that's where a lot of the good ones are on now. And that even the ones that are on cable always go up on streaming services. So I felt like the Oscars lost a big, big opportunity to to keep their viewership high or keep it like in a steady um in a steady line. Oh, excuse me. If they were to put it um if they were to put it on Disney Plus or Hulu or heck, put it on YouTube instead of you can't watch the Oscars because you don't have cable like for an example, I was I live in the dorms during the Oscars. What's happening? Um, I don't have cable in my dorms because I don't have the antenna and stuff to do it. And I would have. And the only one way I know how you could watch it is if you have YouTube TV, which you have to pay a monthly subscription for that. But it's a much higher one. And I'm like, why wouldn't they just put it on Hulu or Disney Plus, especially since I think the Oscars this year's Oscars, you could watch it right now on Hulu. Yeah. Every year it's been like that. Actually, for the past like five years, uh, mm. you've been able to watch it on Hulu the next day. Yeah. Or at like 2 a.m. Um, might as well yeah. just live. Yeah. At the end of it, it's like, might as well just live stream it. Absolutely. Because yeah. I feel like they, I feel like being like, hey, the Oscars are going to be on cable, but you could also watch it through a live stream on Disney Plus and Hulu, especially since we're in this pandemic. It, I felt like that was the biggest missed opportunity they have. They, they could have. That was like something that was a path they could have gone to, but they were blind and they just passed it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I I was just kind of meh about this year's Oscars because like every I've been meh about it every time I watch it because at the end of the day I'm just kind of like this is just how I feel. It's like the other day I'm just there to see who wins too. Mm-hmm. Um but like no, I can understand like that especially because it's the oscars that it's starting to lose its credibility of being the oscars in terms of like um what does it mean to to receive one kind of thing of what laurie was just saying is what i'm trying to get at but uh yeah but i I think it also has to do with like um it, it, it just brings up also the question of like at the same time if the Oscars are doing that bad, how the hell are how the hell is the Game Awards doing better? Like, what are they doing that the Oscars could do to get revitalized in mm. some way to make? Yeah, and I felt like that was always viewership go up, but you know, makes it more mm. kind of relevant. And I feel like that's what the Oscars were trying to do um, for a couple of years now, since they've noticed their viewerships has been slowly and slowly declining. They've always been trying to find a way to make it relevant to not only to the regular viewers that they get every year, but to like to the newer audience, to the younger audience, to the younger audience. And a lot of the audience that are young attend the Game Awards because a lot of our youth, including me and Robin, are we always we always play video games, not only just films, but we play a lot of video games. And we and that's kind of another it's kind of another genre that everyone likes to see a lot. Like that's kind of reason like a lot of gaming expos like um, the like E3, whenever companies live stream that and show new games, people show up to that. And it's kind of like how other people also show up to like a Disney expo when they show like Marvel stuff or like upcoming Disney movies like that. And 
it's something that I felt like the Oscars were like for a while have been trying to get their foot to see what clicks with their audience or not. And I felt like they really missed the mark this year with what they did this year. Cause it was really weird. Cause, uh, cause I, I kind of get as, as, as we're going to get to it uh, um, soon, I feel where it, how they organized which award they gave out first and what mm-hmm. they ended with was very, very odd for me. I don't know about you guys. I felt it was very, very odd. I feel like there was a there was a point to it, and that's because of who was nominated for best actor. But um, uh, I feel like that's the reason why they moved it around. I feel like it was definitely a bit. Um, I I feel like if they would have just left it the way it was, then it wouldn't have been as much of a letdown or a disappointment as it ended up being. It wouldn't have been as controversial because everybody's like, "What? No, but no, we were sure he was going to win. We were sure he was going to win." Well, nothing's ever sure. Nothing's mm-hmm. ever sure, especially the Academy Awards. There's like these huge. You can go on YouTube and you look at the biggest uh, Oscar. Um, the biggest Oscar disappointments of all time. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, so many actors who were nominated so many times, they never won. Uh, who was it? Was it Bob Hope who always used to say, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, you know, when it came to the Oscar. And in the end, he ended up getting an honorary Oscar for being a host so many years in a row. Yeah. But he was nominated so many times. He never won. Things like that happen, which is why you have things set in place. So that way you don't end up like overshooting, like, okay, we're going to plan this because this is going to happen. You know? And I think that because they did it that way, it made it look like so much more of a disappointment. And it got mm-hmm. so it, much it more. Didn't, it didn't help that they made uh, 3D head models of, Chadwick Boseman's head to give, yeah, like, gold yeah, I feel like, yeah, give. we to get, we and should get also, into that, and then also having uh, his widow coming to the uh, mm-hmm. thing as well, yeah, yeah. that was and, the one uh, thing I was, that was the one thing I was really mad to see that they did, like, where, after, so, like, where they did taking, the, where, which the Oscars was like, it was like a gift thing or something, and it came with a, a gold head of Chadwick Boseman. And it would be, and it was for, it, it would, some of the proceeds would go to charity, but I, I it doesn't matter. It, I just hate how, th- what they did to that. It remi- it reminded me of this, because I told this to Robin, of, um, there's this game called uh, Shadow of War, which is um part of the Lord of the Rings uh, lore. And one of the gaming uh, directors, or it was a director or a person who worked on the game, he passed away. And so in in their way of honoring him, they release like an orc, uh, like an, an orc or a troll character. That's in design of him. Um, in a design of him. And you would pay, um, I think it was like a one ninety nine. I think it was one ninety nine or something higher. And you would pay to get that DLC. And they said that the proceeds would go to, would go to, um, to the charity that was funding, um, that that caused this uh game developer to pass away so that's what's go but then you read the fine the fine print and it only said a small percentage of that goes to that charity and there was a huge riot in that and it it, it caused a lot of backlash to that company and to the game developers and basically to Warner Brothers because of that stuff and that's what this what the Oscars did of making this gold head of Chadwick um it really reminded me so much of that and it's and to me that's the that was the thing that really pissed me off i really did not like, like what they did with that 
like after seeing the father, like I'm not upset that he won. I honestly think no, that's well deserved that he won. That uh, mm. Anthony Hopkins won. Um, the thing that made me mad about about it was what you were saying. It was like it was the build up to it, and also moving stuff around to make it seem like oh, it's they're making it. It's going to be like oh, they're going to just they're going to give it to Chadwick Boseman. But mm. it's like then then no, then it happens. It's like okay, well, like I'm I'm fine with it. But like it's the fact that you made the statue heads, you brought her widow, you brought brought his widow to to the awards. Mm-hmm. You had it set up to that being the last thing that we see as the award, just to get like, oh yeah, we're giving it to Anthony Hopkins, which again mm-hmm. is well deserved. It's just it was yeah. really kind of it felt, felt kind of scummy how they did it, mm-hmm. yeah, especially how thematic like what the big like theme and what they were going for for this year's Oscars and how progressive it. was. How progressive it was uh, aiming well, to, and to how privy it begs the question: mm-hmm. How much do how much does the right hand know what the left hand is doing when it comes to this? Because I don't know how these things run. I don't know if the people who are producing it or the people who they got to put this whole thing together did they know who was going to win? Because those ballots are kept very close and tight. Nobody knows mm-hmm. who's going to win. And so I'm wondering, I'm just like, should some sort of community, because you know, communication doesn't go on. They're very secretive about the results of those ballots and about who the winners are. Mm-hmm. So in a case like this, is it okay for somebody to interview and say, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like, maybe we shouldn't do this because guess what? He's not going to win. Yeah. Or, but the thing about it is, is that's why you don't do stuff like that. I don't know who was in charge of the Oscars that mm. catered it to what they wanted to happen. And then when it didn't happen, now it's this big controversy. I'm just like, no, no, mm. no. It, it did seem like that. It, se- it seemed like, you know, the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing here. And it ended up causing a bigger mess. Mm-hmm. And of course, now it's a controversy. And I'm like, yes, but this controversy could have been avoided. Yeah, because I, I for me is I don't think I wasn't mad when I saw when Anthony Hopkins won uh, for best actor. I was just more confused of they were leading up to this whole thing because everything was so out of order. They already had like best picture already announced and won. And we're like, what? Really? They they already did this. And then it led up to best actor. And so, of course, I kind of thought like I, I, I was like, it could either go two ways, but it felt like they were aiming to go with Ch- uh, like they were going to give it to Chadwick. But then they just went with this twist and if they were to show the best actor, like, you know, like how they usually do it, like before best picture, I felt like this wouldn't be as big of a, of a, of a controversy or like as an outrage as it was. No, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a controversy at all. It would just be more, it would just be people being bummed of like, well, why didn't Chadwick Boseman win? Mm-hmm. And it, that, that would have been it. Uh, because yeah. then, you know, like, I remember I was like looking at comments about, uh, like on Facebook or whatever, like why didn't like why did Chadwick Boseman win? And then everyone was saying like was basically saying, "Have you seen the father?" Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Okay, well, I gotta watch it." Yeah, I per- I personally, yeah, for me, I haven't I personally haven't seen the father yet since there's it. You, you have to pay twenty bucks to rent it on there, so I'm just waiting for like the right time to watch it. Pretty much buying a movie ticket now, mm-hmm. so yeah. But that's why I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, I wasn't really mad when Anthony Hopkins won. I'm like, because he probably deserved it. He probably did a good job, just like the people who were nominated for Best Actor. It was just that 
the it, they ended it on that note really left a huge kind of like like it it made a lot of people angry at the end of this whole at, at this whole Oscar um at this year's Oscars actually. Well, so I I guess we could go to like the award like to certain uh awards that were that we thought we, that we want to talk about that we felt like we should talk about. So I don't know if Lori or or Robin wants to start us off like which Oscar which not um Oscar win did you guys want to go with? Well, I keep thinking like we could talk about like the big ones closer to the end. Yeah, um, I mostly mm-hmm. in terms of big ones, I mostly want to talk about best actress, and I think we, I mean, we kind of discussed best actor already, yeah. um, best director, best picture, and mm-hmm. uh, and I also want to talk about. I guess we could talk about supporting actor and actress as well. And, but I do want to talk about live action short film though. That's what I want to. One of the yeah. ones I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, so the one that won was uh, Two Distant Strangers by Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Giroux and uh, it's on Netflix and it's mm-hmm. about I think like it's like 30 minutes I 30 say. minutes yeah yeah 30 uh, minutes or like 45 minutes long it's not that long and, of a, so. and I showed it to, I showed it to Edgar when he was hanging out here one time and uh, yeah. I don't know uh, what did you guys think of it before I go into my thing. Um, I go ahead, Edgar. Agree. Okay. Um, I was going to say, um, I kind of saw how it won, especially since what they were going for with the Oscars. Um, did I, did I love it personally? No, not really. I, it, I under, there was a message to it and I'm, and I saw what they were going with it and I respected all horror. Like I respected so much with it, especially since what we were going through in 2020 and what we're still going through right now. I understand the message with it. I know some of the performances were a bit like very corn, like very cheesy, especially towards the end. And I felt like the film should have ended a bit, um, a bit earlier. Cause I felt like if they were to end it in a certain part, which I guess we go to spoilers where he wakes up after he gets, uh, killed one last time by the cop again until they do the cycle again. I felt like they should have ended it there. To clarify for the audience, what the short film is about is about this man who's basically living in a Groundhog Day type scenario where he keeps getting confronted by police and he keeps getting killed by them. And he Mm -hmm. keeps living it over and over again. And it's supposed to be a message about like how this shit keeps happening and we need to try to find a way to stop it. Yeah. And like, yeah. And with the film, as you can see, they always have the names of um a lot of the people who were who were killed yeah, by cops the, end, the ending of it was was mm-hmm. like i did i didn't like the ending where it just showed the names of like that this person was going to do this and this person was going to do that mm-hmm. um, and that's essentially what you know the basis of the episode is that this guy was just trying to get home to his dog yeah ultimately what he was trying to get home to yeah and and i and and i and i and i, and I, and I I, I like the message that they were going for. I just felt like some scenes were uh, pretty cheesy. The cop character v- was very cartoonish at, at times, but and I felt like it should have ended a bit earlier. But I didn't think it was horrible. I felt, but I felt like it was. I felt like it was going to be the pick they were going to choose at the Oscars. Like I agree uh, that the cop was a bit. Uh, cartoonish a little bit in some parts i think it's mostly the part where um the guy talks to him about like what's been happening yeah um but other than that i I thought 
the rest of it was was fine for a short film. Yeah. Uh, for acting wise. Yeah. Um, but what did you think, know, Lori? What, what do you think? Well, I thought it was an important film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was uh definitely hitting on something that needs to be hit on this year, of course, being police brutality, um b- police uh corruption, uh police profiling. Um I do think there's a huge huge double standard out there. There's a lot of people and you see it every day on social media, you see it on Facebook about people who just don't understand. They're like, no, you know, to be uh, Black Lives Matter is to be anti-cop. And I think there's something really (laughs) lost in all of that. And I don't understand why holding people accountable, like a police officer, uh, why holding people accountable uh, when it got to be such a controversial thing. Uh, First of all, if this was a job that wasn't... uh, uh, being a police officer, if it was a doctor and a doctor made a mistake, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he accidentally, you know, put a baked potato where your heart was going to be, he would lose his job. Yeah. Yeah. If this were somebody working at McDonald's and he accidentally left a razor blade in your coffee, he would lose his job. Anything that puts life in. Yeah. People are human. People make mistakes, but you have to be held accountable. Absolutely. You have to be held accountable for those mistakes. And I just don't understand a society where we have put people in a position of law enforcement and where they're held on a higher plane. They're held on a plane of like, well, no, but they're a police officer, you know, well, they have a tough job. All these things come along with it. So, you know, you know, give them a break. I'm sorry. I don't Mm -hmm. see any problem with holding a police officer accountable, just like any other person who we expect to do their job. And And you know, I, I I was going to see it so many times. Go ahead. I was going to say at the end of the day, cops aren't a race. It's your job. So it's it's every job like a doctor you should be held accountable for. You're the cop isn't a race. So when it's like the blue lives matter, that's they're not a race. It's a job. You do your job. If you do it wrong, you're held accountable and you get fired. I've seen this infuriating meme that goes around on social media right now that they're saying, oh, what happens? You know, with it's a picture of a tired police officer walking away, you know, like, you know, and his badge is on the ground next to him. And it says, what happens when the good ones walk away? And I'm like, then they weren't the good ones. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry if you can't handle the idea that, yeah, you're being watched and you're being held accountable for the first time probably ever. Yes, you're under a spotlight and you're being held held accountable to do your job and to be a decent human being and that's offensive and that's what gets me and so i'm like so when i saw this short film i get why it was made it is not something i feel like it's one of those things that you can't watch more than once uh i definitely don't like i it's one of those things i wouldn't sit there necessarily unless i was showing somebody i wouldn't necessarily sit there and watch it again because it does make you feel uncomfortable it's that's the way it it does seem excessive it is exhausting that's the point it's like yeah uh, and i felt like and i i think that was the i I feel like that was definitely the message they were going for it's like yeah it's hard to see what was going what what this 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 guy was dealing with and he's 
live reliving this day over and over it's like yeah it's supposed to make you feel like uncomfortable you're supposed to realize this is how other people like how a lot of people feel every day they're afraid of just going outside and being accused for something they haven't done at all and they're just they're afraid to get killed because of a cop just coming at them thinking they have a gun with them or drugs with them even though they're just trying to go home to their family or get something at the grocery store I, I always think like um, so like separating it from movie and its message because like that me and Edgar like we have things about as a movie like mm-hmm. there's some things that we have a problem with it but like for the message yeah. it's like no we 100% agree with it, mm-hmm. uh, what they're talking about because it's almost like it, it's it's something it's trying to tell us hey don't forget what ha- what still happens even though yes you're living it you try not to forget it. It's the same message as like people are told about the Holocaust. Like the people, the people who have survived it are now are slowly going away. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it's because more and more people who are in the Holocaust are, are eventually passing away, who have survived it, and it's up to us to remember that. And it's the same. It's the same thing here. The only mm-hmm. problem is that this has been happening, been going on for a long, long, longer time than that mm-hmm. of the brief six years that happened to six million people in, in during the holocaust yeah and, and, so, and, and, and what you brought up a while ago robin it's like yeah i could re- uh, for a film that for the message it was going for i think it did a good it did it did a good it did a good job a fine job to uh to to give to give the to say their message it, 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 the job to say message yes yeah <laughs> i know i was trying to i was trying to find the right words i'm like j- jibber jabbering all over but but as a as a as looking at it as a short film, it it was it wasn't the best. But I I haven't seen the other short films, so I can't say if it was better than this and that. But it it had its, always, it had its issues overall. But I I always, whatever makes best whatever for an Academy Award. Um, I always say like yes, it has to like it has to fit the requirements and stuff like that for it. But I think also an important thing is that it has to have a very important message to portray uh, mm-hmm. that that defines society of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that when we get to best picture. But, um, like my octopus teacher. Oh God. Yeah, that was another one that I was like, can oh, we really? can we segue into there? I have. Yeah, I haven't we, we can we can segue to it. But um, I've seen <laughs> the best short subject because that is funny enough about the Holocaust. So um, I have a lot to say about my octopus teacher. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about. So, uh, my, oh wait, wait, wait. Um, what's it called? Yeah, like my octopus teacher. Unless, uh, what were you gonna say, Edgar? Oh no, I was just gonna tr- like segue this to going to that to best documentary. So yes, going to best documentary. Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, <laughs> that's how i felt overall with that uh with their pick i was just like baffled and surprised i would say like i've only seen a bit of crip camp i haven't watched it all the way through but even then i still voted for that one and like even from listening to uh, uh, uh that's gonna be my opinion leave that to me <laughs> well for, not that but i was talking oh. more about uh in want to bring up the show, the other show that Lori's a part of in the cinema show oh. where Dylan said that he was really surprised that Crip Camp didn't win it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I agree because 
that it's about it's a really even though I didn't see all all of it all the way through from that small bit that I watched the beginning of it, it was like no, this is a good one. Why didn't it win? <laughs> um, no, absolutely, Edgar. Have you had the privilege of watching any of these? <laughs> Uh, the only one that caught my interest, but I haven't seen it yet, uh, out of all these documentaries is, um, one of the documentaries is called the collective, which the documentary oh, is about, um, it's, it takes place in Romania and it's about like how like fucked up the healthcare system is over there. And it, it really, goes, awesome. it really goes it in depth awesome. with a lot of it. And it, re- and what I've heard is like, it's really like, it's kind of like when you watch it, it's just really fucked up and kind of scary to think about that this still is going on. It's also not. It was also nominated for best international feature film. Yeah. Um. And it's on. And I know. And that. And the collective is on Hulu, from what I saw. Ooh, I need to check that one out. Okay, so I did see Crip Camp. Out of all of them, that's the one I saw first. Uh, And I really thought that was my pick to win, just because I thought it had a really important message. Uh, I thought it was really neat that this was happening, that they had come up with a camp, you know, for people that were disabled at the time. And anybody who hasn't checked it out, it's on Netflix and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Definitely saw why it was nominated. Definitely thought I was going to win. But let me move on to My Octopus Teacher, which did win. (laughs) Uh, I was shocked because when the Academy Awards had aired, I hadn't seen this one yet. I had seen Crip Camp. And so I was like, I have to check it out. You know, if it won, I'm sure it's fabulous. Um, <laughs> okay. For all of you out there tuning into this portion of uh, the Grand Slam, we're about to talk about my octopus teacher. Why don't you grab yourself a nice glass of Cavassier? Lower the lights and make yourself a little bit comfortable because uh, it is erotic as fuck. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with this man and this octopus, but I'm just like, it was very, very sensual. <laughs> okay, so this this guy, right? This whole thing, this whole guy is based it's about all these things. You know, this guy's going through a midlife crisis. Ah, he doesn't want to be a father. What can he teach his 12-year-old son? He needs me. So I'm going to go and spend a year of my life going and swimming with this octopus for a year. And hopefully I can figure it out. See you later, kids. I'm checking out as a husband and father for a while because I need to go find myself with an octopus. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the husband getting a ponytail, getting a Corvette and leaving you for a younger woman is one thing. But for an octopus... I guess now and an Oscar, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this poor lady, you know? So anyway, he goes off and he finds this octopus. He decides to go snorkeling, finds his octopus, becomes obsessed with it. Um, starts going through these whole things. Like, Oh, it trusts me so much. And now it's putting its 200 suckers on my body. Oh. And then he, there was a scene where it goes to his chest and he arches his back ever so slightly. I'm like, no, no 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 i mean the imagery it's beautiful but at the same time then he gets really upset because he loves his octopus right i just kept expecting him to grab the octopus and like just push it lower (laughs) but uh yeah it would have been a great segue sounds like a very sounds like a sounds like a premise for a uh I, i i'm gonna say it as clean as i can it sounds like a very it sounds like a live action japanese adult film in it definitely is 
Yes, yes, yes. I would go as far to say that, Edgar. Uh, and the other thing that I'm going to bring up, though, is then he keeps, this one got me mad. You know, it was like that porn that I watched where the guy kept telling her, you know, bitch, make me some nachos. And then she'd start to, and then he'd start like pounding her from behind. And then she dropped the nachos and he, and then, and then he's be like, Hey, I told you to make me nachos. And then she's like, I'm sorry. And she's trying to start making them again. And then he start pounding her from behind and she dropped the nachos. I'm like, let her make the nachos. You know, this was kind of the same thing. He was getting so upset because the octopus, uh, kept getting attacked and he was like, Oh no, how have the predators found my octopus? that I keep shining a light on and following around everywhere. I'm like, you're the reason that this octopus is getting attacked. Oh, God. Like, because you are following around, you're shining a camera light on it. Yeah. He even went out there. Okay, he said that he got to the point to where he just couldn't go out there to, in the day anymore because he knew, and this is, look, let me do it the way it sounded on the, on the thing. I had to go out there if the octopus was doing these things during the day i knew it was nocturnal so i had to go and see the octopus at night so he goes out there with this camera and this huge light and it gets attacked and gets a leg eaten he's like how did this happen because you're shining a light on this octopus at night and it's usually protected under the cover of night you're killing it you're killing it (laughs) oh my god Wow. I don't think it was a deserved Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I get it. I, I mean, maybe for the imagery. And then, yes, the point at the end, of course, you know, spoiler alert, the octopus dies and it's his fault. <laughs> but spoiler alert, the octopus dies, but it shows him how to live. And I'm like, dude, go home to your wife and your son. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. Lori's controversial thoughts on the octopus <laughs> movie that won best documentary <laughs> to all to the to the five or six fans of that octopus documentary uh please don't come and attack our good friend Lori <laughs> it had beautiful imagery though <laughs> oh god great shot great shots <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I do want to briefly talk about uh, best supporting actor. It's um, <laughs> segueing to that. It's mostly because, like, I heard of this. There was like this news article about it where it was like how, like, with Daniel Kaluuya winning and not really knowing who was the main actor. For that movie, mm. it started to show like th- th- this is going to be a problem for future films down the way for supporting actor because that it, it, they're basically starting to, to turn it into a shoe in for oh we want to give this guy an Oscar but he's probably not going to win best actor mm-hmm. it's probably going to go somewhere let's put him in best supporting actor and say that he's a supporting actor yeah. and then, so he could easily just win it and it's like yeah I remember when they makes- I remember when they announced the nominees for that and I was like wait what. I'm like, then who's like the main actor for that film for Judas and the Black Messiah? Like, it's well deserving that he that he won it. Do I think yeah. it was be- a supporting acting role? No, I don't think it was. Same. Um, yeah, I think that was a main actor role. I would agree with the guy who played William Bill O'Neill, but um, not so much with 
the, with uh, Fred Ham- Hampton. Here's what this did. And here's why I don't like them doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a cop out. I think if you're carrying a film, if you're obviously the lead actor, you should be put in the lead actor category. Uh, best supporting actor. Yeah. You can say like, okay, now it's a shoe. And no, the problem is, is that you had somebody with a significantly smaller part who is actually a supporting character that you, what you've done is you've taken away the best supporting actor from somebody yeah. from somebody who, cause that's the reason if this is the way it's going to be, then just have one category, best actor. And then just let let the sharks eat each other in the in the pit. There was a reason they have to. There's a reason why it's best uh, actor and best supporting actor. If you start to ignore that, then you might as well just take away the category. Uh, because I feel that Paul Racy for Sound of Metal was the clear front runner for best supporting actor this year. Gave a beautiful, a beautiful performance. And I think that had Daniel Kaluuya been put in the best actor category i think that he would have wanted this year mm-hmm. honestly like it was kind of hard for me to pick because i haven't seen sound of metal yet so i can't speak for that and i want to watch it i just haven't had the time to watch it but like, i wasn't going to be upset if either daniel kaluuya would he again that he should have been in, in best actor mm-hmm. but i would have been just as happy if sasha Baron cohen won if odom jr won it uh, if Paul Racy wanted, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard really good things. And same with uh, Lakeith Stanfield, the guy who played William Bill O'Neill, who is the actual supporting acting role in that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, because like it was really hard for me to pick which one would win. I think I I still chose Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. That was just my pick because I thought he was really good as Abby Hoffman. Um, I thought he portrayed him really fucking well. But I thought also Leslie Odom Jr. portrayed Sam Cook really fucking well and same thing with Danny Kaluuya as Fred Hampton um and for anybody who hasn't seen Sound of Metal I can't wait for y'all if you haven't seen it to see it it takes a completely different take it it kind of reminds me I haven't felt this way about a film since Children of a Lesser God uh whenever Marley Matlin won she was the first deaf woman to ever win for best action for uh, her Oscar and uh, I remember at the time because of course she was at the time it was very controversial uh, the deaf community was just going through this whole uh, education you know they were being sent now to special schools to learn how to sign to learn how to get by in the world but it greatly conflicted when these uh, these schools for the deaf and um, were coming up and for the the hearing impaired, um, Marley Matlin uh, played a character who was from an old school uh, hearing impaired um, community who isolated themselves and really communicated with each other. They didn't sign because actually in the old, you know, before a long time ago, it was considered uh, you, you try, had to try to kind of fit in with everybody else, but kind of going to the, to, to schools and that, that wasn't as supported and she ends up uh she's a janitor at the school for the hearing impaired and she ends up falling in love with a professor there um but she he's a teacher who teaches all these kids how to sign how to communicate how to speak um and he cannot get her to even try to speak and it ends up becoming this big like controversy between you know it, it, it becomes this like this big issue between the two of them well anyway uh this approaches it uh the deaf community from a completely different uh, perspective where it combines the deaf community with um, 
the uh, uh, addict, you know, with uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, and you you never think, you know, you're just like, wow, you know, and a lot of these people, they're born deaf. Some of them have become deaf over the years. Some of them lost their hearing to different things. And you never realize like, okay, how do they cope with that? Do they cope with that? They're just like everybody else. You know, some are, have coping me- mechanisms and some of them have unhealthy coping mechanisms. So what do you do when you're an addict or when you're in, you need help, but you're hearing impaired. And this kind of shows us that world. Yeah. And it was it was amazing to kind of see it. I haven't seen a film like that. And I think that that's a really special thing when you can sit back in a year of films of the of topics that you've seen tackled before ideas regurgitated, you know, things that were like, okay, well, this is a remake. You know, we live in this land of remakes to see something that's actually original, something that you haven't seen before. I think that's a gift. And so I think we got a really great gift this year with Sound of Metal. I need to check that film out. Well, um, we can go on to Best Actress, um, mm-hmm. to who won. It was Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> was, she, was, she was fine in it, but, like, she was barely in the fucking movie. <laughs> like, a lot of the focus, a lot of the focus was on the people around her than it was on yeah. her. Like, and we finally got a chance. Like, I remember when me and Edgar were watching it, it wasn't until like closer to the end of the movie where I was like, oh shit, we're finally going to get some, some shit about no getting to know her a little bit more. Cause we already knew a bit about like the beginning of it, of like what happened. It was like, oh, she lost, she lost her job and her family to, to all that. But that's really all that we're given. And then yeah. we don't get any more context about it until way later in the film. And it's like, at that point you already lost me because there's no real central focus in it. I will let me, admit, let me though, I need to look at um who were the nominees for actress in a leading role because I Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew, Andrew Day. Dave for United States versus Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of, of a Woman, and Carrie Milligan Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. woman. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I I voted for Viola Davis, and I thought like no, that one was that was like the better performance I, I felt mm-hmm. out of everybody. I, I honestly thought they were gonna give it to Viola Davis. And Francis McDormand. And he, before, and when we saw the Oscars, I was like, okay, I'm going to give the benefit of doubt and I'm going to watch Snowmeland to see if she, yeah, if yeah, she deserved there. it. And this does transition to uh, another award, but we'll get to that there when we get to there. But I will agree with Robin watching it. Um, it, took a, it, it took a while until like literally like through the half of the film, like the second or third half of the film, where we finally get like, some some like some character stuff between about her and we learn stuff about her in the beginning we see her doing her like what she does but none of it really kind of captivated me or made me think like wow this is really powerful in performance and in the other half i was like i think this was i'm like she was doing a good job with this part i'm like it's not bad but everything else i it, no, no, it didn't she's not, she's not bad at it it's just yeah is was to me is like is it is it Oscar worthy? And I was like, I don't think it is. And I, I later found out that like Nomadland is more of a character study film, but it's like I don't know. There was just something about it that just didn't come off as like no. I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, let the woman speak about 
Best action. No, joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let this woman, now let this lady talk about the ladies. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she wasn't my pick. <laughs> I love Frances McDormand. Loved her ever since Fargo. Uh, even since Raising Arizona. Even since before then. She's always been one of my favorites. But uh, she was not my pick for this. My pick was Viola Davis. I thought she killed it in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I thought she was the antithesis of that character. But you know what? What a great uh, group of actresses also. Because I think that it, it, it was some pretty stout competition. But yes, I thought Viola Davis was going to take it. Uh, but I wasn't mad at Frances McDormand either. And I will tell you, I think I liked Nomadland. Because I think I had a little bit more of a connection with it just because I identified more with it. Because I always think about, you know, just running off and I just want to leave. <laughs> And, you know, I'm getting closer and getting up there in age a little bit more. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm very young. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of, it, it spoke to me. It resonated a little bit with me. Uh, and I love her su subtle nuances. I really do. I think she's just a phenomenal actor. Uh, I think, um, I, I don't think it wasn't, I, I thought she deserved it. I really did. I also thought Viola Davis deserved it. And I wouldn't have been mad either way. So I think I was a little bit bigger of a fan um, of the movie than, some other people were, but yeah, either way, I wouldn't have minded it. Yeah. Well, that, that's our thing. That's our show. And no, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess we can, we, so we did, we did talk about best actor. Uh, I think like, I mean, we mostly just talked about the controversy around it, but like, I want to, I do want to say really quick that Anthony Hopkins, like was fucking amazing in that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it changed my mind with Chadwick Boseman, but not too much because I was still very in between which one I would pick. But, um, but yeah. So there. Here, moving on to what I do agree with with Nomadland um, is best director. Um, I will admit the direction in the movie was really good, so that it did deserve best director. Um, the fact that she was able to get a lot of the side characters to be a lot more interesting than the main actress. It just makes it seem like, Oh shit. The direction is actually really fucking good in this movie. <laughs> she was actually able to make, make like make them feel more real. Um, and I think that's also with the writing too, but um, in a way, but, uh, but no, I thought, I thought it was good for directing. Um, I wasn't mad about it after we watched it. I was like, no, I, I do like that it was, I, I am fine with it being picked for best director. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I, I definitely agree with that. I hadn't picked it, but then that's the thing. It was such a hard year for best director. Um, I really loved, uh, I, I, I really loved No Man Land. Um, but you know what? Have y'all seen another round? Not yet. I need to. It's awesome. I know it's on Hulu. It is so and good. Uh, and I did pick it for best foreign film, which it won. Yeah. yeah it won uh, so I'm glad I did. But that was one of those up there that I was just like, man, I wonder if it's going to take it. And I loved Mank. So I think my yeah. my pick was actually Mank. Yeah, I picked yeah. Mank. That's what I went yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, as far as best actor, loved Anthony Hopkins. But what a great category, too. I think that every single actor nominated for best actor this year. Yeah, it, it was just amazing. I, I thought they were they all gave amazing performances. Um, but 
uh, I will tell you my pick was Chad Bozeman, but the reason I never said Chadwick Bozeman without saying, well, yeah, I think Chad Bozeman will win, uh, you know, because also because he passed. So I think that never, I never just said Chad Bozeman was my favorite performance performer out of the year and he's going to win. I never said that. I always said, I think he'll win. Because, you know, he, it was a good performance. It was a great performance. And because he passed, was he my pick though? Without that? Absolutely not. Because I did have problems with his performance. I wasn't 100% a fan of it. My problem with his performance is that I felt like he peaked too early on. I felt like he exploded way too much. Mind you, that was an actor and a director's choice. So who knows what direction they're giving him. I knew what he was going through. I mean, this was his last film. He was fighting through a lot. So do I, do, would I have been mad if he had won it? Absolutely not. I picked him to win it, but uh, Anthony Hopkins was phenomenal. Mm. He really was. If I had to sit down and say, okay, which one of these performances was my favorite of the year? It would have been him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, about, what about you for those two, Edgar? For actors? Well, for best director and actor. Oh, for director? Um, well, with, with No Man Lad, I saw how she won. And I'm like, okay, like, it's it's interesting. She was, I liked how she was able to, like, you know, make the side characters who were not even, who were actors and made them work in there. But I kind of was hoping there, to I mean, go there with. Some, there were some familiar faces, like mm-hmm. the guy, uh, the the one guy that she visits in California. Yeah, I and I was, yeah, and I was, for me, I was hoping Mank would have kind of wanted since that's, that was the movie that I saw at the time. And I've heard a lot of good things with another round. So I kind of was also kind of rooting for that since I, I've heard about the premise of the film and I'm, I really, really want to see it, especially since I found out it's on Hulu. So I probably will give that a watch soon. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't with, with directing. I'm, I wasn't that mad with it. I'm not, cause at, at the end of the day, I'm not really mad at all these, I will say mostly, but the only, the only time I would, I think the, I think I, when they did announce it, I was like, the only thing that was peeving me a bit is like, if, she, if, if she won best director, that means it's probably going to go. That's what it's going to go to for best picture. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking too. So and I did, and, I did find out that she is going to be the director for Eternals for Marvel's Eternals, which that yeah. one comes out in November. So we'll see what she does with that film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're also working on a sequel for Eternals, even though the first one didn't come out yet. <laughs> that <laughs> so, I haven't heard. I haven't seen any news on that, so I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so the, the big one, best picture. Mm-hmm. And what one was Nomadland? Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, it. <laughs> um, I can yeah. go later. I already gave my thing briefly. Uh, another great year, I have to say. I'm looking at every single name in this category and I ain't mad at any of them. What a phenomenal year for film, especially in a year where it was so hard to get something made and finished. Of course, a bunch of these projects started well before the pandemic hit, but uh, bravo to these films. Uh, I completely agree. Nomadland uh, should have gotten best director. Uh, I thought it was a beautiful film, but I thought some of these other films were, I'm sorry. I thought that the father was like nothing else we'd ever seen. And and that's whenever I, earlier I brought up like it, there needs to be like what needs to add to it or what should win best pictures. Like 
of something that was impactful to us this past year. In, in yeah. some way, the father kind of is in, in a, impactful to a lot of people's lives because a lot of people have people have uh, family members that are suffering with uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, disability yeah, um, in general. Yeah. I know this is a bit off topic that I just found out, but. It, it kind of relates to it, but I just found out NBC will not air the Golden Globes in 2022. Oh, shit. Wow. They just pulled the plug on the Golden Globes. And it says here, we continue to believe oh. that the HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work. And we feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. I remember that there was some wow some shit that yeah that's that's some big that's some big news right now. <laughs> NBC really pulled the plug on the Golden Globes. Wow! Because wasn't there somebody that brought? Wow! Some- when did that come out? <laughs> that just came, that just came out right now, a couple of minutes ago, forty three minutes ago. Wow! I think it's because like like I think it was like last week there was something coming up with like the Golden Globes about they were getting sued for something by some. I think it was that I don't remember. There was something else that came up about the Globes. But, but I guess this is the uh, aftermath of whatever that was. But Jesus, okay. Um, yeah, one of the other ones that says, no Golden Globes 2022. NBC pulls the plug on Besieged Award Show as nonprofit behind the sh- uh, uh, Shinding, uh, I, I can't even read it right. Shinding loses Shinding. support. Shinning. Shinding. 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 Shindig. Yes. Okay. Uh, p- profit behind the Shindig loses support of Hollywood heavyweights like Netflix, Prime Video, and Warner Media over limp reform efforts. That Shindig part is staying in. <laughs> yeah, I know that. It's going to stay in for sure, 100%. I, I know what to cut, Robin. <laughs> um, I will, I want to say, though, going, going back to Best Picture, um, I honestly thought it was going to go to uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, or uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Because elite, because in those three, and that's bringing back what was really thought-provoking this past year, mm-hmm. I feel it was those three. Um, um, well, like Mostly because it has to do with what the type of shit that we were dealing with in 2020 and how it was a repeat of 1968. And I'm still going by that. It feels like the only thing that's new is that it ha- there's a pandemic that's happening in 1968. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just funny that like, you know, those two movies, Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of the Chicago 7 were both set in 1968. Um, and then a little bit like Land, I'm just like, it's an okay film. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't think it was a best picture film. Like I don't, I, I I'm still kind of by that a little bit. Cause it just, it does not. And, and I get it. Like, you know, with, with some people, like what Lori said, it really, uh, I connected to connect, it. You, like yeah. you connected mm-hmm. to it as well, but like, like for an overall connectivity throughout the United States or just in the world, I really feel that Judas and the black Messiah, Mank and trial of the are really connected with everything because like, it, it's about, you know, humanity for these two things for, for this one thing for Judas and Black Messiah for Trial of Chicago 7 is about just showing how fucked up our legal system is mm-hmm. and then with Mank it's talking about how how fucked up our political system is and that's that's about you know we and it's funny that the, they that Mankiewicz had those same thoughts as a lot of people now have nowadays politically mm-hmm 
Yeah, I, I, my pick was Trial of the Chicago 7, but I loved Promising Young Woman, although there were flaws in it. Uh, you know, I uh, still loved it. Uh, Sound of Metal was phenomenal. Um, honestly, I think it was a tough year. Um, but yeah, I was kind of a little bit surprised that No Man Land took the whole thing. But I also thought it was, a, I, I feel like it was nuanced. I feel like um, it's a sleeper. I feel like it's going to creep up on you. It's one of those movies that you watch and then you can watch again later on uh, at a different time in your life and it'll have a whole different meaning. Um, and maybe that was it. I, I really don't know um, exactly why it went in the direction that it did. Uh, mind you, I mean, uh, they all get votes. So you have to, uh, the politics behind the Oscars, which is something I, I've been obsessed with the Oscars since I was very young. When I was in eighth grade, I started recording them every year because that was back when they would just come on once. We didn't have any streaming services. So I recorded it on my VCR and then I would have friends come over like the next weekend, the weekend after that, like, oh, you didn't see the Oscars? Well, don't worry, I have it. So I was like one of those who I would show my friends the Oscars. <laughs> I would have Oscar parties every year. They campaign when they get a nomination, they campaign for the nominations. And then they come once you get nominated, you campaign for that win because people in the Academy get the vote people. And I'm telling you, um, it, it, it's all politics when it comes down to the Academy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Edgar, what do you think for best picture? Um, uh, I get how some people really like no man led and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with someone liking the film. It's like everyone has their own taste and their own likes with films and their own interpretations with it. And they have different feelings when they go watch it. I personally didn't see really the hype for it. Uh, watching it through, it was, it, it, I, for me, it felt like it was promising at the beginning, but then it started declining all like as it kept going for me. Like I started, I really started losing interest halfway through the film, and that's when the lead was really starting to show some character. But I, I had, I, I personally had a lot of issues with the film. Me personally, that really, what really gave me that thought. I'm like, I don't think this should have won Best Picture. Yeah. Um. One of the one of my main complaints, which I'm, uh, I was kind of glad it wasn't nominated for it, was for the best score. I really didn't think I felt like this film would have I felt like the film could have executed better without a soundtrack score. because the soundtrack yeah, I, the, the score itself just was really it was just it was the same kind of tune they were just playing through the whole thing but it wasn't nothing special it felt really like it for me it felt this music felt forced for the film and it really was it, it took it took me out of the film whenever it would show up, especially when it really especially there was a scene that um, I, I know Robin was saying that it fit that scene. But I felt like they played that song so many times that it just it didn't have that same impact if it was the only song that played in that section. But other things and it was just some of the performances for me weren't that memorable or that fun the characters weren't as interesting weren't really that interesting to me personally but i understand how this is the every it, a lot of people go into this film feeling different with it i just didn't see any excitement or any hype for this film 
but I wanted mm. to give it a chance. So when I and then after I saw it, I really didn't see anything special with the film for me personally. See, I, that's that's the way I felt about my octopus teacher. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are attracted to octopi, but I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't dig it. I mean, yeah. I tried. I mean, I had a, I had a few drinks, but no, nothing. <laughs> Um, but my uh, the picks that I was going for, I was either uh, I was choosing men, uh, Mank or Judas and the Black Messiah, and I, I chose I chose Mank, and I would have I would have chosen the Father if I had watched the Father before mm-hmm. the Oscars because mm-hmm. I watched okay. I watched it after, um, and I think honestly for Best Picture I probably would have changed it to the Father. Yeah, yeah, I would have been stuck between that or, or and Mank. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. But but yeah, that's uh, th- those are the not all of the uh, the awards, but we yeah. talked about big ones. Are we canceled yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think we'll get we we won't get canceled. Uh, probably we'll have someone get mad about Laurie's take on the octopus movie because him and two other people were fans of the film but of the documentary oh, all God. right all right i'll have sex with an octopus <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well, yeah. i'll try anything once God damn it. God damn it. but each tentacle counts as once so we could do it up to eight times god damn it why <laughs> <laughs> oh uh I, yeah i guess that's i guess that's uh everything we felt like we wanted to cover for the for the show uh again i do want to thank uh laurie for being our, our our lovely guest again on this show thank you no it was lovely i i love talking about the oscars award season everybody's like what's your favorite season i'm like awards <laughs> uh and we're and and to all the people who are watching this uh where can they find you laurie Oh my goodness. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, Lori underscore Guajardo. Uh, but yeah, I'm always posting things. I'm always working. I'm always uh, doing something. If that has to do with theater and film, I'm there, baby. Yeah. So yeah, go check her out. Just, you know, go follow her on her Twitters. Well, she's a lovely person. And we're again, we're always happy to have Lori on our show today. Um, yeah. And of course, I always got to say this, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to this channel for future updates on stuff that we do here. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow on the Spotify. And, you know, and uh, we have other stuff too, other social medias you can follow on the description below. Same thing where you'll find Lori's Twitter there. And with that all I got, with that out of the way, guys, thank you all for watch- watching. We love you all. And we'll see you in the next mini episode whenever we have it. So... Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.